In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in Thank you. I greet you, beloved in Christ, at the midpoint of the great and holy fast. Can you believe it? We're at the midpoint. And the church gives us the, the cross as our consolation today. And so today I want to reflect with some, some sweet and beautiful words about the significance of the cross. We have this unsurpassably powerful theme This Sunday is called the Sunday of the Veneration of the Precious and Life-Giving Cross. Today we find ourselves doing one of the most peculiar things in the church, making friends with the cross, singing hymns as if the wood itself could hear our acclamations, proclaiming the goodness of this object of torture, And not only claiming its significance, but loving it. How can we love the inanimate object that was used as an attempt by the selfish world to put love to death? How can we love the cross, this object of torture? It's very simple. We love the means by which the perfect revelation of love took place. We love the means by which the perfect revelation of love took place. We love the cross not because a crucifixion took place upon it. This is the part that brings us to tears and causes the rending of our hearts within us, especially when we come to understand who The world was attempting to put to death on that day of Good and Holy Friday. We love the cross because in it we encounter the most perfect love. Hear the words of the Holy Scripture. God demonstrates His own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Christ didn't die for some, but for all that all might come to know Him in His love. And the Father who sent Him, this balance beam of justice, as it's called in some of the hymns, this balance beam of justice is not a human scale. Otherwise, the sins of humanity would assure us of our own condemnation. But perfect love and the justice of God tip the scales that we have weighed so heavily in one direction. 
the direction of sin. Perfect love has caused the scale to tip in the other direction, and it's allowed love to take the place of sin. Perfect love is not a sentiment, but a sacrifice. Perfect love is that the completely blameless and undeserving one said, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then the one who could have called twelve legions of angels to his defense was lifted up. And the terrible wood was made precious, becoming a revelation of love and a means of life through death. So today in the church, last night, this morning in the hymns, we hear so many beautiful proclamations about the significance of the cross. Let all the earth venerate the cross through which it has learned to worship Thee, the Word. Therefore, on this third Sunday of the great fast, beloved in Christ, the veneration of the precious and life-giving cross is given. Since during the 40 days of the fast, we are, in a way, through the self-deprivation, through the prayer, through the emphasis on abstinence and fasting, through this season we are in a way crucified, seeking to die to the passions, putting to death the old man, contrite, abased and despondent. The precious and life-giving cross is offered to us as a refreshment and a confirmation, calling to mind the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, And comforting us. The cross is given to us as a comfort. If our God was crucified for our sake. How great should our effort be for his sake. Since our afflictions have been assuaged through the Lord's tribulations. And by the commemoration. And the hope of the cross of glory. For as our Savior in ascending the cross was glorified through dishonor and grief so should we also endure our sorrows in order to be glorified with Him. This is the only way for us to know love. God forbid, says the Holy Apostle Paul, God forbid that we should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This incredible paradox, weapon of torture, And revelation of love is given to us today as a gift. And those who have traveled a long, hard road, weighed down by the labors of their journey, in finding a shady tree, they take their ease for a moment and then continue their journey rejuvenated. So now in this time of the fast, at the midpoint of this sorrowful and laborious journey, the Holy Fathers have planted the life-giving cross for the relief and the refreshment of the people to encourage and to make easier the labors that lie ahead. For we know that the cross isn't just death, but resurrection. We never think of the cross without thinking of the resurrection in the church. The two are inextricably bound. 
together. In fact, we can no longer perceive of the cross as such. And you've heard me teach many times, now as Christians, you can't even see two things in a crosswise pattern without thinking of the cross. Two sticks lying on the ground. You remember that teaching of St. John of Damascus? He says, if I see two sticks lying on the ground in a crosswise manner, I don't kick them aside. I venerate them because they remind me of the precious and life-giving cross of Christ. So we never just think of the cross as two beams, one vertical and one horizontal crossing in the middle. Because there is no cross as such. Every time we see it, we think of the resurrection. That's why we can endure the harshest of trials without losing hope. Because Christ has overcome the world by means of the precious and life-giving cross. A reminder that all needed to be accomplished has been accomplished in Christ. The impossible has been achieved, for with God all things are possible. And so now we're invited to become participants in what Christ has accomplished. It's not easy, but it can be done. But is anything worth doing, worth struggling for? If you care about it enough, of course. I keep trying to remind everyone, why do we struggle in this life? Because this life is worth living. We know we were created to live. And we know we were created to love. And in the face of sin, then love means struggle. Until that final day when the Lord returns and all things are made right, love will always be a struggle for us, a cross to bear. But if we take it willingly, it becomes a light yoke in our sense of freedom and it becomes a witness to the world and perfect as the love is that each and every one of us uniquely expresses. It's a witness in its own way. Our, even our honest struggle is a witness to the hope that we have in Christ, especially when we struggle without, and without giving up. Never give up. We can struggle in a meaningful way in this life, taking up our crosses, if we hear and respond to the call of the Savior, who says, we heard in today's Gospel reading, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. And then there's a royal procession. At the end of the service, today we'll have a royal procession. The king's scepter and the banners precede him. And then he himself appears radiant and joyous in his victory, causing his subjects to rejoice with him. So then our Lord Jesus Christ, desiring to show his sure victory over death and his glory on the day of the resurrection, sends his scepter before himself, the sign of his kingship, the life-giving cross, to gladden and refresh us. As it greatly fortifies and enables us to be prepared to receive the King with all possible strength and to praise Him in His radiant victory. 
When the cross is there, death is scared. Death trembles. The thing that's trying to lay claim of you and say, it's not worth it, give up. Why try? Abolished right here with the cross. But not just because He did it, so that, as I like to say, He didn't do it just so that we don't have to, but so that we can enter in to the experience of His suffering love. This week lies at the middle of the Holy 40-day fast. We find ourselves gazing upon the balance beam of righteousness, beginning to taste the victory, while realizing I haven't yet completed my ascent. God granted me a profound repentance that I might die to myself and become alive in Him. The fast then is kind of like a bitter source of our contrition. Because of our contrition and the sadness and the sorrow that we have for our sin. And as Moses plunged the branch into the bitter waters of Marah, making them sweet, so God, who has led us through the spiritual Red Sea, away from the Pharaoh of the passions, through the life-giving wood of the precious and life-giving cross, He sweetens the bitterness, even of our time of abstinence and struggle. And He comforts those of us who were in the wilderness up until the time when by His resurrection He will lead us to His spiritual Jerusalem. And since the cross is called, and indeed is, the tree of life. By a tree, sin came into the world. By a tree, the world is saved. We hear repeatedly on Feasts of the Cross, I like to think of all the trees rejoicing. On that one day, that one tree, way back when, brought sorrow upon us all. But we've regained our honor on this day of the precious and life-giving cross. What would have been shameful became a moment of rejoicing when one of our own was used as a means for the salvation of mankind and triumph of life over death. The season of repentance is half through, but, but we see in light, in light of the beacon of light, the torch of truth and love, the cross, we see that there's more of me that has yet to die. There's a little more dying to do, beloved in Christ, a little more dying to ourselves to do in the coming weeks. The refiner's fire is still hot and is still being stoked. And we're exhorted to, our, to avail ourselves to it. Please, beloved in Christ, Let's together accept the perfect refining fire of God's love and resolve to be cross-bearers, joyfully accepting the cross and even the pain associated with it. When you experience pain, struggle to do what's right. Remember the cross of Christ, that He endured all things so that in Him, we can endure all things. The supernatural cross of the Savior is our source of strength. It is our bridge and our ladder. It is our means of ascent to heaven and identification with the one who loves us. 
So today let us venerate the precious and life-giving image of the pure and perfect love to which we are called. You looking for the map? How to get to go where we need to go? It's right here. The sign of the cross. Might we be deemed worthy not only to venerate this new tree of life planted in our midst, but to discern how it is that each of us in our own way is to take it upon ourselves and be granted the vision of true life, of eternal life. (coughs) Through the power of thy cross, O Christ our God, preserve us also from the temptations of the evil one and make us worthy to venerate thy divine passion and life-bearing resurrection, having radiantly traversed the great length of the fast and have mercy on us as thou art good and lovest mankind. Amen.